wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class redneck goose. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way, and all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine all night long. Here's Jonathan Hood. What's up and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. And don't forget the YouTube page as well, YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. YouTube.com, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hey, subscribe to... Our podcast as well, wherever you downloaded this podcast, tell people Jonathan Hood is talking Wrestling Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. It's on a lot of different platforms, so thanks so much for helping us grow Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday for 2019. And thank you very much for your support on Wrestling TWT on Twitter and telling people about my debut on Busted Open. For those of you that are not familiar, Busted Open is a professional wrestling show that airs six days a week on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I had my debut this past Saturday on November 16th. For those of you that missed my debut on Busted Open with the WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. It's in the archives of this podcast. Just go through the archives. You can see it right there. You can hear an hour of the podcast. And because you and I are friends, I am going to give you another 30 minutes of my show with Mark Henry uh, from Busted Open this past Saturday. So if you already heard the hour, you saw oh, I heard it already. And I don't have SiriusXM. I've got another 30 minutes for you just in case you missed it. And for those of you that listened this weekend because it replayed a ton, thank you so much. Thanks to Mark Henry for having me. Thanks for Ryan McKinnell. I was sitting in for him this past Saturday. That's the show that he does with Mark Henry. Also, Mother Marissa, who runs that channel, Fight Nation, the program director, and, of course, my Longtime friend Dave LaGreca, the host of Busted Open, five days a week on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Had a lot of fun Saturday morning. That's a lot of fun. I was really looking forward to working with Mark Henry, and we had a ball. And for those of you wondering, I was just filling in for Ryan McKinnell, who's usually there on Saturday mornings. And a lot of people on social media and on the show believe that 
I was taking over Saturday morning. That's not what I was there. I was just there to fill in uh, because Ryan couldn't do the show on Saturday. So, yeah, Ryan and, and um, Mark Henry do a great job on Busted Open. So uh, I am part of the Busted Open family, yes. Uh, I've always been a Busted Open Nation member because I've been listening to that show for such a long time. Uh, but I was just filling in. And I am part of the Busted Open family now. So whenever they need me, I'm just there as a fill-in. So that that was great. So uh, at the end of this podcast, you will be able to hear a little bit more of my conversation with Mark Henry about SmackDown that took place on Fox this past Saturday. I'm sorry, this past Friday. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but Chicago wrestling fans were showing out uh, on the phone line and supporting uh, me and Busted Open on Saturday morning. Uh, That show, by the way, airs 8 to 11 a.m. originally, Central Time, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Um, Of course, 9 to noon Eastern, and it replays a ton. And you can also find the show on the SiriusXM app. Um, The show is still up there, by the way, on the SiriusXM app if you want to go back and listen to it. But we're going to give you a little bit of something that's not on this podcast feed um, that was on the original podcast for Busted Open. You'll hear it at the end of this podcast, of course. It's my way of saying thanks for supporting me and checking in. Let me put this up front, too, besides my thank you to everybody that listened and supported me on Busted Open. So this weekend, as we record this, Survivor Series weekend is going to be big in Chicago. And let me tell you something about this city. There's been all these major events, 2019, This has been the ultimate in professional wrestling that have come to Chicago. MLW has been here a ton. They had their first pay-per-view in November in Chicago. Shimmer has done several shows. AEW has uh, had their shows at the Sears Center. The WWE has been here. Uh, Impact Wrestling had Bound for Glory uh, in the Chicagoland area. All the indies in between, all throughout the Chicagoland area and all throughout the state of Illinois. There's been a ton of wrestling here in the Chicagoland city limits and all throughout the state. So there, it's been a ton. And Survivor Series is going to be huge. Survivor Series weekend. Not only SmackDown on Friday night coming up, uh, on Friday night, the 22nd, but also NXT TakeOver. People really look forward to that. And, of course, Survivor Series on Sunday and Raw on Monday uh, coming up. It's going to be great. There's, there's no doubt that it's going to be a fun weekend for everyone that's coming in to Chicago and those that live here. They're looking forward to it. Do me a favor, and I'll put this on social media as well. I want more people to know about Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. So if you are going to any of those events, any of them, NXT, Survivor Series, Raw, um, SmackDown, if you're going to any of those shows, I want a sign supporting Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I got no shame. Somebody just take my logo and make it a fat head, put my face out there. I want people to know about Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I want you to represent our show. If you're listening to this show and you're going to those events, I need a sign. And if you're going to bring a sign that says Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood or take my logo or use my my big fat face and, and put it out there while you're in the crowd, make sure you take a picture of you and that sign um, to the arena. 
And make sure that you hit me up on Twitter at WrestlingTWT or email me at UTHPods at Outlook.com. That's UTHPods at Outlook.com. You make sure that you hit me so I can hook you up with a prize. The first three people that send me something on Twitter or on the email, if you're going to those events, give me let people know that, hey, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday is the best wrestling podcast in the Chicagoland area, not just Chicago, but around the country. Uh, because of our reach, we have listeners in the UK. We have wrestlers all throughout the United States. We have wrestler, we have wrestling fans that are listening to us in Canada, wrestling fans listening to us um, in um, Japan. I have a list here of different countries, different states in the United States uh, that are listening to our podcast. I am really impressed with the reach that we have. So let people know about Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. So the first three people, I'm telling you, you let people know. Put the Get my logo, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, and put it out there. Take it with you, and hopefully your um, sign will be caught on the cameras. And even if it's not, send me a picture of you and the logo or something that represents TWT to let people know, like, this is the podcast I listen to and let other people know that this is the podcast people should listen to. So that is my shameless um, uh, plug for you to do for me. (laughs) And I will hook you up with something. The first three people that I see on my social media at Wrestling TWT or that email me that I, I got something for you, something special for you. So I thank you in advance if you're going to do that for me. Okay, so some of the things I talked about on Busted Open are some of the things I talked about with you so often here on TWT. And that is just trying to figure out what the WWE is trying to do with their Raw and SmackDown shows. Uh, Mark Henry and I talked about a number of these things. There were positives that came out of uh, SmackDown from Philadelphia, but there's some things that are still head-scratchers, right? So the way the show opened up this past Friday, I still have the notes from Friday. I just hate to look at them because it just some of them are just head-scratchers. Not necessarily disappointing, but head-scratchers. Is, is the idea that you have... Dolph Ziggler in the ring with Robert Roode and Baron Corbin. And what they want to do is they want to be able to get under the skin of Roman Reigns. And all three of those guys are in the ring, and and they said, let's call out the big dog, Roman Reigns. And there's this dog that comes out that looks like a, a big bulldog. And they have messed with the music, and it's it's the dog barking in place of the high spots on that song, the theme song for Roman Reigns. It's kind of like, just like, why is this the opening thing on SmackDown? Why does it open with that? Just the bad raw comedy that has now come to SmackDown. And it's just, it's a head scratcher. And I was also just very interested in finding out how the Philadelphia crowd would react. And you could just tell that that is a family atmosphere in Philadelphia because in crowds in the past in Philadelphia would have just booed the hell out of that, of how silly that was. But you could tell that's a kind of different crowd there, and it was full there at Wells Fargo to watch it. And just to see that's how the show started, it's kind of like, what? Why? What is the point? There, There's nothing funny about having a mascot and saying, that's Roman Reigns, and we're just going to mess with the music and have him come out and just mess with Roman Reigns when you know he's going to come out. Now, within all that, there was some good action that took place on SmackDown, but here's the disconnect for me. 
for someone that has been a SmackDown fan, if I'm going to watch WWE, it's always going to be SmackDown first. Because of the three hours of Raw, I just don't know how some of you do it. I don't know how some of you are watching Raw every Monday for three hours. I couldn't do it. I could not do it every Monday. And I host a wrestling podcast. (laughs) Thank goodness for WWE.com and Hulu where I can watch clips or I can be able to read about it or I can be able to watch a shortened version of it. I don't know how you guys sit through three hours of that. It just It is just, they've always tried to be the variety show, the bad humor, the bad Saturday Night Live skits, along with maybe some good wrestling action. It's not always, listen, you can't have three hours of great action every single Monday. I get that. Um, but your storylines, and this is on now, is permeating on both shows now, shows now on Raw and SmackDown. I, I don't understand why the storylines on both Raw and SmackDown are so hard to follow. Do they not have a continuity director within all of the writers on both brands? Where's the person to be able to catch the continuity? I can't imagine Vince McMahon saying, screw this, the audience just won't know. Screw that, their audience just won't remember. Screw that. Unless... They're just trying to depend on new viewers just tuning in saying, oh, that's interesting. What is, where is this going? But that's not how wrestling fans roll. They're, they're, yeah, they're, you're always getting new, li- new viewers. I get that. But at the same time, if you're someone who is loyal, and I get it. We talked about this a few weeks ago on the program. There's always going to be that feeling that no matter what, the WWE is my show. It's my Raw, SmackDown. That's the wrestling I'll only watch. I'm a New England Patriots fan, so the Patriots are the only team I watch. I'm a Lakers fan, so the Lakers are the only team that I'm going to watch. WWE is my brand, so it's the only brand I'm going to care about. Same thing, right? So it, wrestling is no different than your favorite sports team. I'm a Manchester United um, football slash soccer fan. That's a team that I'm always going to ride with, no matter what. Believe me, there's been some ups and downs with every wrestling brand that I've covered over the years. And some will just continue to hold on to it just because that's what they like. That's what they're familiar with. They get it. But, but if you're a diehard WWE fan... You have to wonder to yourself, I like these set of storylines. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of goes away. Leading into this whole Survivor Series weekend in Chicago, there's still some confusion about certain wrestlers wrestling on other brands and how certain wrestlers, whether it's female or male, how they're able to be able to, to be part of a Survivor Series team is not explained well. They don't take the time to explain it. It just stuff just happens. You know, Raw and SmackDown have their draft and they're still crossover. You tell a wrestling fan one thing leading into a build, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, you just change it. You don't explain it. Do you realize that The Simpsons did this? I'm talking about the TV show on Fox. If Young and the Restless or General Hospital or, or Days of Our Lives, whatever the long time daytime soaps that are on in America, do you realize that if those shows did what the WWE has done with their episodic television, that those longtime soaps would be off the air? 
Because if someone that's really locked into their soap opera, they want it, they know their characters, they know where the story's going, and they watch it day after day after day because they know where the story's going. Imagine someone that is in a storyline on the soap opera on Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday and Thursday, they're totally doing something totally different that does not relate to what happened on Monday and Tuesday. Well, that's raw. That's SmackDown. That's what's happening right now in the WWE. And sure, it's all entertainment. I get that. But if it's going to be entertainment, entertain people by being constant to keep it together. SmackDown did a nice job, I thought, this past Friday of being able to connect the dots of The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. That's a longtime rivalry. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes on to Miz TV and says, hey, we don't like each other. And that's something that was brought out. Bray Wyatt kind of hinted at the time that Daniel Bryan was in the Wyatt family, that there was a connection. There, you know, there was, he was only in the Wyatt family, what, three weeks? Seems like maybe a month at most. But there was a connection there of the past. You have to connect those dots. You cannot just assume, as Vince has said many times, they won't remember that. Doesn't matter. Keep it moving. They can't do that. You just don't keep your audience in a lurch. You don't take them for granted. And when you do take them for granted, you have ratings like this past Friday. Um, the ratings for Friday Night Smackdown from Philadelphia uh, was the worst since it's been on Fox. Uh, the number was 2.350. This is down from last week's 2.6. So 2.6 two weeks ago, this past Friday, 2.3. The hour breakdowns to start off with a 2.45. And hour two, because there wasn't anything that was interesting enough for people to stick around, went down to 2.2. The conversation between Bray Wyatt and uh, Daniel Bryan averaged a 0.70. Amongst adults 18 to 49, that's down from the 0.85 that was the main event two weeks ago. So even with Brian and Wyatt, which seems like that's going to be a really good matchup, it, the numbers went down. It's, it's bad enough that SmackDown is on a terrible TV night like Fridays. But at the same time, if you're Fox and you paid bil- uh, over a billion dollars for this show to be on prime time and you're not winning the night... I'd be pissed. How are you getting beat down by Hawaii Five O on a Friday night, and not even the good fr- not even the good Hawaii Five O from the seventies? It's the Hawaii Five O now. It's not a bad show, but the point is, is that like it's not even the good Hawaii Five O from back in the day. It's this one. Like, that Hawaii Five O with the in the demographic is doing a hell of a lot better. It's winning the night. SmackDown is not. Not great. So my point is, is that continuity is the thing that's going to help the WWE. You just can't assume the audience will just be there. Well, you know, the numbers can say no. They're not, going, they're not going to be there because the younger audience is going to AEW. It's proven. That doesn't mean AEW is going to be able to keep those numbers. But right now, through the first seven weeks, you know, they're, they're, the audience is much younger. The WWE audience 50 and over are watching, but the younger people are not. The WWE Survivor Series matches with Brock Lesnar against Rey Mysterio. I think you and I know how that's going to end. I'm just interested in seeing how fast that match is going to be, how quickly Lesnar will be able to uh, beat Rey Mysterio, or will we get a really good match like we saw back in the day in the early 2000s when these two went against one another. Um, The Fiend against Daniel Bryan. 
And this is for the Universal Championship, and I think it's too quick. They're just looking for someone for The Fiend to face. And I know Survivor Series, one of the tentpole events for the WWE, and they got to have their stars out there, but pretty wide against Daniel Bryan. It's too quick. Now, maybe they'll have more matches, but, I mean, there's very little build to this. And I don't know who the heel is, and I don't know who the baby face is. I have no idea. Don't have no idea who the face and who the heel is. It's just two guys that are sick in the head. That's how it's built. Two guys that have some issues mentally. And so they're going to go against one another. This should be at the Royal Rumble. This should have a lot more time to build, and it just does not. Becky Lynch against Bayley, Raw versus SmackDown Women's Championships, along with Shayna Baszler. So first uh, first champion versus champion versus champion match with Lynch, Bayley, and Baszler. Should be an interesting matchup. Um, AJ Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura and Roderick Strong. The um, U.S. Intercontinental North American champions are going to wrestle one another. Fun. Should be a, a classic match. It could steal the show, quite frankly. Um... Viking Raiders against the New Day and the Undisputed Era. Again, terrific men's tag team match. And then you have these uh, men's Survivor Series elimination matches. I've never been the most ardent fan of Survivor Series. Not really, over the years. But I see Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet against Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Ali. Um, uh, Also, it says Shorty G. I just can't call that man Shorty G. His name is Chad Gable and Braun Strowman and NXT. So Team Raw against Team SmackDown against Team NXT. It should be a lot of fun. And the Women's Survivor Series match, you got two of them. Um, so that's, again, this should be an interesting Royal Rumble for sure. Um, as I mentioned, just to see um, Survivor Series and then, of course, War Games for NXT uh, that's going to be fun too. That we don't have the entire card just as of yet, but there's two war games. <clears throat> One's great. Do you need two? And quite frankly, the women have been more impressive in the war games than the men have. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, all part of war games. That's a lot of fun. Finn Balor against Matt Riddle should be a classic match there's no johnny gargano um on this card because of injury but as always we know nxt on saturday is going to be off the chain it's always fun people love that event when it comes to chicago and of course raw will be a part of it as well smackdown will be part of it in chicago so it, it should be as always top notch because it's a tentpole event it one of the major events for vince uh, in the WWE. I've always been a fan of promos. Promos still make sense to me in the WWE. Maybe for you younger listeners, the promo means standing in the ring for 15, 20 minutes to set up a bad main event on Raw. That's not what I mean. Promos, actual interviews, um, the ability to be able to get yourself over, get your company over, get your opponent over, and the anticipation and the build to want to see something. 
And every time Triple H has got a mic in his hand, there's going to be something interesting that he's going to say. So there he is on Monday Night Raw talking to Kevin Owens, trying to influence Kevin Owens to come to NXT. It's always good when you get a good, meaningful promo, not the Lana divorce angle bullshit that has been awful, whatever the this fetish that Paul Heyman has to talk about a three-way and this cuckold nonsense with Rusev and Lana uh, and what is going on with that. That's just Bobby Lashley. Here, Here's what I said about that a few weeks ago, and I still stand by it. Where's the money in that? Right? If that's, if that's a main event in your city, are you going to see it? Is Lana going to be there? Where's the money in that? That is a mid-card match, even without this whole divorce angle. You're doing it for for YouTube clip clicks. You're, I mean, what's it's just so ridiculous. Lana says that I'm getting divorced, and it does, and the fans couldn't care less. All there's chanting is Rusev Day. <laughs> it just anyway, Triple H with uh, Kevin Owens in the ring, meaningful conversation here from Triple H trying to. Get Kevin Owens to NXT. Opportunity to make some magic. You know why I'm here? Same, same general reason I was here for Seth Rollins, but different. I have a soft spot for Seth Rollins. I like him. He's passionate. He wears his passion on his sleeve. I like that. I admit it. I've got a soft spot, but you're different. You are different. You are a different breed. You are the guy that when I brought you to NXT, you would turn on your own best friend to win the NXT championship. And then you had the guts to take that championship, walk down the aisle of Monday Night Raw with that title in your hands, walk straight up to John Cena and pick a fight. And before that night was over, John Cena would leave that arena in an ambulance and you would stand right here with your foot on top of Cena's U.S. championship and the NXT title held above your head. You, you maybe more than anybody put NXT on the map. You maybe more than anybody legitimized NXT. And then, and then you were taken. You didn't ask to leave. My guess, you didn't want to leave, but you were taken. You were taken by people that didn't understand until they had you that they didn't actually want you. Because you were too talented, because you were too smart, and because you didn't fit the mold. So they told you over and over again, they didn't want you. Kurt Angle fired you. Shane McMahon fired you. They looked you in the eye and they told you over and over again, you don't belong here. But I know where you do belong, Kev. I know where you belong because I see it in you when I look in your eyes. I see everything you say you are. I see the guy that has one of the smartest in-ring IQs I've ever seen. I see a guy 
that is every bit as good as he thinks he is and says he is. And I see a guy that doesn't fit the damn mold and I love it. And you look at those guys, right? So you're questioning it, why are they here? It's not an ultimatum, Kev. You know how I work and that isn't what this is. They are just here to ensure that you and I can have this conversation, nothing more. But isn't it ironic that these guys came all the way here for you? But yet everybody in the back, your teammates, your teammates are in that back right now and they think what you do that maybe these guys are here to attack you. And are any of them coming out here to help you? No. You know why? Because they don't give a damn about you, Kevin. They don't give a damn about you. But that's only half of it, Kev. The other half of why they're not out here is because they know if they walk down that ramp, they're going to get their asses handed to them right there. And they're going to prove to the world that they are no longer the A brand. They are going to prove to the world that the brand is now... Gentlemen, this is what I show up for right here. Oh, oh, like a kicking off nice and well. Brawl ensuing. Oh. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. More NXT. Uh, All four members of Undisputed Era on top of Kevin Owens. Well, we got a little bit of dissension up here. Cedric Alexander. I mean, the Raw locker room cares. They care about Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens is being taken out. And then there's the hey, other hey, three. Hey, 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 there's AJ Styles. Really great stuff from Monday Night Raw from Triple H. And what he was referring to is the Forgotten Sons, Dijakovic, and Punishment Martinez, uh, Damian Priest. They were all standing outside um, the rampway while that promo was taking place. And then here comes Raw, and here comes the Undisputed Era. So it's a great opportunity for the NXT superstars to be on Raw and SmackDown. So now they there's a different audience that's understanding what's going on in NXT. Here's my fear. Remember last year, SmackDown didn't win a match, did not win anything during the Survivor Series. Will NXT lose all the matches? Because NXT just continues to be on a run. After that first night when most of the wrestlers from SmackDown couldn't get to Buffalo because of the Saudi Arabia situation, that's when NXT was able to shine. Have they really been on top in these segments ever since that time, like three, four weeks ago, NXT's always on the run. They're always on the back pedal. They're always getting beat down. So how is that going to change this weekend in Chicago at the Survivor Series? I'm going to be pissed if NXT can't be able to get some kind of comeuppance because they are on the back pedal a ton. Every time Raw superstars come down, SmackDown superstars come down, the women on the back pedal, men on the back pedal, 
uh, I'm not going to be happy if NXT is the one that's taking all these pinfalls and Raw and SmackDown are strong. Hopefully that won't be the case because I'm an NXT fan and I, I have been even before AEW was even thought about because I know Triple H knows how to be able to put together a solid wrestling uh, show. I know that from watching NXT UK each week and the same thing with NXT before AEW is around. So hopefully you'll be able to see NXT have some kind of come up it's here. I've said several times on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday that with CM Punk away from professional wrestling, I've not necessarily missed CM Punk being on the wrestling scene. And the reason why is because after listening to CM Punk on uh, that original podcast with Colt Cabana, I guess when they were boys, uh, when they were friends on that Colt Cabana podcast, I know that CM Punk. Uh, he came across someone that was really angry at the WWE, not happy about the circumstances, about his injuries, and just some of the lies that he felt that he was told while he was in WWE. And he said he was done. Every interview I've heard on ESPN 1000, I've heard this on several other platforms, that he wasn't interested in being part of professional wrestling again. He, he pursued a MMA career 0 for 2 had some balls going in at Octagon trying to do something new at his age. Did not work out. He's been in some movies and some other projects, and now he's on WWE backstage as a commentator. Now, that's a show that only had 41,000 viewers or whatever on the episode that he debuted in, and he came on at the end. Now, when he is back on that show, I'm sure that the viewership will go up. Sure, I can see that happening. As very well could happen. Um, But here's the thing. That just because. Just because. um, CM Punk is on this WWE backstage show. With Booker T and Renee Young. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to wrestle in the WWE. Or is he going to wrestle in the WWE? I saw Seth Rollins. Who's just been so chirpy on on social media in 2019. He just he, he cuts better promos and says better stuff on Twitter than he does actually on the Raw shows. He's, he's told CM Punk to fight him, to fight me, fight me. Are they setting up a, a match for WrestleMania in Tampa in 2020? I don't know and I don't care. It, it, it does not matter. But we just continue to see Seth Rollins wanting a fight from CM Punk. CM Punk back in the ring is going to be interesting. CM Punk in the ring is is going to bring people to the television, bring people to their devices. But the WWE has been able to grow so big that no matter who's in the ring, people will go see those big events like I talked about with Survivor Series, WrestleMania, people Royal Rumble. People want to be able to see these big events. So no matter who's in it, it's going to be big. It's going to be sold out and people will be interested in it. Uh, and, they'll, and they're going to make millions of dollars for these uh, cities that they go to. So, CM Punk back in the ring. Great. If he's not back in the ring, that's also great. But I will say this, that there's a reason why that he's doing WWE backstage. It would be so CM Punk for him to be with WWE backstage as a commentator, but yet still flirt with AEW and sign with AEW in 2020. Could that happen? I don't know. But that would be so CM Punk. It would be the most CM Punk thing ever. <laughs> because remember, just because he's on a talk show, he's working for Fox. He's not working for the WWE. Just like Renee Young now. She is 
exclusively to Fox and not to WWE. But there still is a relationship there, right? Let's, I can't be naive. There's still something there, even though it's a Fox commentator con- contract. So we'll see. Uh, some thoughts from Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer Live. They talked about CM Punk and um, what CM Punk could bring to wrestling, not just this year, but uh, next year possibly as well. Just some thoughts from both uh, Brian and uh, Dave about CM Punk. Um, but, okay, so, so Punk uh, showed up on Tuesday. And punk, you know, punk coming back to WWE should be a big story. And I don't know if if I'm just missing it, but I like feel nothing for it, like nothing. It's like on Tuesday night it was kind of oh okay, there we go. By Wednesday night, like I think everybody was already moved on. And on Friday they're hammering it, and I'm thinking like they're hammering on Friday really hard, and I'm thinking like this is a nothing. He's on a freaking talk show, and oh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out on well, Wednesday. I'm sure well, I'm sure that the number will be up from 100,000 just the, in week one. I don't, now, I'm not saying, you know, in, by his third installment, will, will that number be any good? Probably not. I, I'd be, I actually would be really surprised if it is. But, you know, week one, yeah, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll mean something. But I think he's going to mean way less than, than Fox thinks and WWE thinks, and he thinks probably as well. When he said, it was weird because I watched a video where he's like, you know, we're going to not just break the internet, we're going to like break the world. And it's kind of like, you didn't even break the internet. It wasn't even that big of a deal. I mean, you know, it was something for sure. But it's like, break the world? I mean, the, it, it, it didn't even trend. I mean, forget Twitter. It didn't even, didn't even trend on Google. I mean, and I would have thought CM Punk come back. When Brett came back, it was gigantic. It was like, you know, top. Like this, it was just... I don't, I don't even know why. Maybe it's just because it's on the talk show. Um, and probably just because it's on the talk show. But I would have, I was, when I heard, I thought, okay, this is going to be a really big story. I freaking led with it, you know, on the issue. And in hindsight, I'm thinking, like, why did I lead with that over, you know, the, the, the full gear? Full gear is way more important. This thing is like, no one's talking about it, you know? So maybe, you know, um, We'll see. But I'm sure if he would have showed up in Chicago at Survivor Series as his first appearance back, that would have been bigger. Done significantly better than showing up after midnight on an FS1 show as a total surprise. Uh, but they like their surprises. Probably. Would Boy, be. do they like their surprises. Probably would have been much better to show up on, at Survivor Series. Yep, that would have been. See, now that would have been this great moment, and he still may show up, but. But yeah, it's 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 watered down. Yeah, God, amazing. Now that I think about it, the fact that he showed up on a, the on a week before Survivor Series or what, two weeks before Survivor Series, when he could have showed up. At Survivor That's why Series. I think he's not going to come back and wrestle. He may not. Like wrestle. if this dude had any intention to wrestle, why yeah. would he have not come back at Survivor Series? Why would he not have come back at a big time wrestling show? He came back. At the end of a show on FS1 that did 49,000 viewers the week before. Probably because they were desperate because it did 49,000 viewers the week before. But yeah, it's, it would be sm- much smarter to do it somewhere else and then say he's going to be on the show than to debut on that show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what money was thrown at him and things like that. I just... 
but yeah, the way the the way the introduction was done, I think that that was um, with hindsight, man. I think it was, you know, even if the idea is he's not, he's never going to wrestle. He's only going to do the show. He could still show up at Survivor Series and make the big impression, and everyone would go crazy, and then say, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be doing the show every week." You know, I mean, that would be the way to do it. And that's so elementary. It's so elementary, and they didn't do it that way. And um, I do not, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand that they do because it doesn't make sense. It's not that I don't understand, it's that it doesn't make sense. But this one was at a much higher level. This is a different level of, of, of you know, because I, I can't come up with like any reason you would do it this way at all. But they did it that way and got, you know, minimal response. Like I, I, I just thought like people are gonna be talking about this and it's kind of like, I think that also, it's kind of like the fans of Punk that, that like stuck behind him were kind of like, why did we stick behind this guy? What exactly? You know what I mean? And then the people who just are WWE fans that want to see him back, it's kind of like, you know. And I mean, the whole thing is, is like they used to, all those people used to chant CM Punk, but you know, they, they were taught to hate him also, which is another thing. It's almost like, like, you know, that stupidity with, with, with Austin. Um, I mean, when, when Austin, remember when Austin walked out and they just, Vince just couldn't wait to bury him as deep as he could. He made JR do that thing. And I was going like, you idiots, you're burying this guy. You don't realize he's coming back in a year. And it's, oh no, he is never coming back. It's like, you're idiots. He's coming back in a year. He's going to get, you know, he's going to get over it and you're going to need him because he's a big star. You think that like it's not isn't like a Bret Hart thing where it's gonna where where, where it's like it's gonna take a long time. It's like obvious. Anyone with a brain knows he's coming back. Oh, he is never coming back. We're never gonna do business with him again. It's like fuck. What? Ah, oh, my God. I just remember that. And and like this one, I will grant. You know, this one's different. You know, but but still, they spent all that time burying him and suing him and telling you know like. Teaching their fans that when people chant CM Punk, you're supposed to boo that out, boo it out, and there he is. Now he's back, and we're supposed to get all excited and happy. So, whatever. Well, how excited and happy is Oni Lorcan? Uh, Oni Lorcan, I guess, is wanting out. I mean, I I don't know the whole story on Oni Lorcan. Um, the only thing I heard is he's been very unhappy for a while. Um, but look, I know a lot of guys who have been very unhappy for a while that. that you know, I mean, again, it's my same thing I always say. Um, it's, I don't even, I, let's see, he, I think he started in 2015, because so I think he's been there in a, for a little over four years. So I don't know what his contract situation is, but, you know, I, I don't know. There's different schools of thought. There's the school of thought that, that all these guys that want to leave that are there that aren't happy, and they're really not, that it just kind of like hurts morale, and it's just better to let them go. You know, they're not letting anyone go. I know people who've argued to let people go, but they're not letting anyone go still. Um, so until they do, you know, all these guys, man, just be quiet, be, you know, be, you know, there's a, I, it's easy for me to say, but there's, there is a time for Now, now for the guys who signed a five-year contract, you know, and then three months later, want, they want to go. I mean, that's, that's, that's a bad situation that that I can't help you with because that's 
that was I, I you know that's that's you know don't sign five year deals when you're if you if you think you're going to be that unhappy but you know if you've got like say a year to go I know a year's a hell of a long time and in, and in wrestling you know your prime is very fleeting and and you know I think only Lorcan's almost thirty four so it's kind of like you know you're probably getting at that stage of man if I don't it's like it's like I know I'm good and I'm never going to get a chance to show it here. But if I wait like three years to get out of here, you know, maybe it won't be so good. Maybe it'll be more banged up. So thoughts there from Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Live. You can go there and hear the entire conversation on their platform, Wrestling Observer Live. That actually leads me into my next thing uh, about Oni Lorcan. So you just heard it there. You heard Alvarez ask um, Dave Meltzer, like, Oni Lorcan wants to leave. Just like Sin Cara wants to leave, just like Mike Bennett wants to leave, uh, we have seen these stories uh, from uh, wrestling websites and actually not even wrestling websites. It's from uh, the actual Twitter, you know, the, the Twitter accounts of some of these wrestlers that want to leave, that they want to go. Orny Lorkin is a, a solid hand, as JR would say, uh, for the NXT brand. He's very good. And he wants out of there because he he knows that he's just going to be in one spot and he's not going to be able to move. He's not happy there. So same thing with Sin Cara. Sin Cara has been a jobber for the majority of his time in the WWE. The guy was a star in Mexico and internationally. And Sin Cara just cannot get over. They won't, he was not allowed to get over. God forbid another mass wrestler... Uh, that has uh, appeal with Latino viewers and fans. God forbid, let that guy be able to get over, just like Rey Mysterio, just like a few others that have come to WWE. Sin Cara has not been able to get out of the box. Cannot do it. And Mike Bennett, well, he put that out on Twitter as well. Says that, you know what, I am trying to be healthy. I've got a baby on the way. I I do not want to be in WWE. I get it. I get it. But when your contract's up, your contract's up, you should be able to go when you want to go. And WWE is always trying to lock in these wrestlers long term. And, you know, think about it. Unless you're Brock Lesnar, you're on the road for 200 plus times a year um, away from your family, away from your friends. You're on on the loop. You're in the circuit. You're doing all these house shows. And when it comes to the big events, you can't even get in on the main card you're on in the dark matches um and you can't get anywhere close to even the mid card some of these wrestlers or you're in a bad creative but (laughs) you're not a star you're in that shade of gray like 90 percent of that company is shade of gray you don't know who the baby face and the heel is you're on shows like the main event that no one's watching you're you're on these shows. You're not even featured prominently on Raw and SmackDown. If you are, you're in shitty creative. And look, they get paid millions of dollars. I get that. And they get a chance to travel the world. But at some point, you want to do more. And I don't even think there's it's a matter of the majority of the, the card or majority of the rosters, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They're like, well, if I'm not in the main event of WrestleMania next year, then I quit. I don't think it's that. I just think that there's so many wrestlers in that company that just want to do something different with their creative. They want to be able to, like, they may not like, they may not mind being on the road, 
They're just probably tired of being in the same spot. <laughs> I can relate in my career uh, in the past where you just get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. You want to do something a little bit more creative. And so you have to you want to make yourself a a personality that can do more than just one thing. So it's Oni Lorcan, it's Sin Cara, it's Mike Bennett, and so many others that we don't even know that want out of the WWE and want to do something new, do go to a different company, do something different. So, okay, how about this on Twitter? It, it is, this is from CM Punk, at CM Pumpkin Pie. <laughs> this is the actual CM Punk's um, Twitter account. It is weird trying to catch up on five plus years of wrestling. I'm doing what I can. There are bright spots, mostly women, from what I can tell. There is bad, too. I'm going to talk about it, and no one is safe. Join us. And he tags Vince McMahon, Tony Khan, Renee Young, WWE on Fox, Booker T, and Real Page. This is Page. Also, is tagged on his tweet, right? Tony Khan responds, no one is safe. Sounds like a plane full of wrestlers in Saudi Arabia. That got uh, 1.1, I guess like you say 1,100 different uh, um, takes on that tweet, responses from Tony on Tony Khan's tweet, and 9.7, wow, 90,700 uh, likes. On Twitter for Tony Khan just coming out of nowhere saying no one is safe sounds like a plane full of wrestlers in Saudi Arabia. Randy Orton responds and says, what's that whole thing about glass houses and stones? And he puts out a story from sportsnaut.com, sportsnaut.com. Jaguars owner Shad Khan being investigated for corruption. Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shad Khan is being investigated by authorities in London for corruption leading to, into the sale of Wembley Stadium, blah, blah, blah. That's a story he puts out there. This is Randy Orton of the WWE responding to Tony Khan. Tony Khan responds by saying, I thought you only tagged me in your post when you were grasping for leverage. That article's over a year old, plus is about a baseless claim made about my dad years ago. That's the best you can do? Nothing. Meanwhile, in the time since that was written, you used the N-word on Twitch. (laughs) Oh, God. And there was no response, from what I could tell, from Randy Orton after that. Oh, gosh. What is the point of all of that? (laughs) Why? Why did Randy Orton clap back at Tony Khan? And Tony Khan says, the only reason why you usually tag me is trying to get leverage. And he's talking about to stay in the WWE because you know that Randy Orton has signed an extension with the WWE. And he was hinting, Randy was hinting at trying to work with AEW. Ah. Twitter beefs, gosh, there's so much of that between AEW talent and WWE talent. It's so much. When ultimately NXT and the AEW brands are both fighting over a million fans. 
that's what it comes down to. Whatever the numbers are going to be when we break it down after Wednesday's Wednesday Night Wars Chapter 8 or wherever we are now, they're going to be fighting over a million fans. Because <laughs> so, they they're trying to reach. Trying to reach just a million. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. So, uh, by the way, shouts out to um, MLW. MLW has signed um, really a terrific wrestler. Um, they're... Uh, MLW champion is locked in Jacob Fatu. Um, he's champion now. Was wondering, well, is he going to stay with the company long term? Jacob Fatu signs a multi-year deal with MLW. So I saw this in several places a couple of days ago. The MLW champion, who's been a pro since 2012, uh, is part of that Contra unit faction, and it's a dangerous faction. It's very, very powerful. They do a really good job of that, and um, and it's good to see that. Jacob Fatu is going to stay with MLW for a while. There's actually a lot of MLW news. You can follow them on Twitter. Every, it seems like every day they got something new going on. They got their Opera Cup um, show. It's going to be at the Melrose Ballroom on Thursday, uh, December 5th. That's one of their big events that they're going to have there, their tournament, where um, it, it should be a lot of fun. But check out MLW. If you have not watched it, go to YouTube. People talk about NWA Power, and I know that's a, good, a very, very good show. Uh, but you should be watching MLW as well. For those of you that just want your professional wrestling, you want your personalities, MJF w- uh, works for MLW as well, check it out. And then go back to the archives of this podcast, my conversation with Court Bauer. He clears up uh, the relationship between he and Jim Cornette. How come Jim is not working as a commentator for MLW anymore? He was doing that earlier this year. Now he's with NWA Power. A lot of stuff going on. <laughs> a lot. A lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, got to remind you of this too. Speaking of stuff coming up on Thursday, the 21st of November, it is locked in. Uh, I am to have an interview with WWE superstar Lacey Evans. She's going to be on our, uh, second version of our uh, TWT podcast. So on the 21st, you should be able to hear an interview with Lacey Evans, unless there's a cancellation. She's going to be on the show to promote course survivor series weekend everything that's going on with the wwe so i look forward to talking to miss evans for the first time ever an interview that's going to be um taped on thursday and it should come out thursday or friday of this week so look for that if you follow me on twitter twitter.com um wrestling twt or on instagram uh at wrestling twt you'll be able to hear our conversation and of course josh lopez from pro wrestling transcriptions will be with me as well as promised i'm going to give you a little flavor of something that you might not have heard my uh show i did with mark henry my first time working on busted open on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 i had a lot of fun working with mark this past saturday we were taking calls uh regarding some of the stuff that took place this past friday on smackdown from philadelphia so Mark Henry and I in studio talking about SmackDown. That is part of our uh, Busted Open show we did on Friday. And don't forget, if you're going to, um, if you're going to Survivor Series weekend, hell, if you're going to a wrestling show, period. I should do this every week. If you are listening to the show wherever you might be, and you're gonna be in front of some cameras, or if you want to take a picture, please promote Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday when you go to a wrestling show. Take a picture. Send it to me on Twitter or send it to me in an email, uthpods at outlook.com, and I'll hook you up with a prize. 
just make sure that you uh, send me your name and where I can send it. But thank you so much in advance for your support of our show. And uh, we just want to continue to grow it. There's a ton of wrestling podcasts out there. I get that. But we want to be able to give you the best um, conversations, not just conversation from me, but across the wrestling podcasting landscape, guests, news. Hey, we always want to give it to you right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Okay, so here is Mark Henry and I talking about SmackDown, and I'll talk to you later on this week as I work with Josh Lopez as we review the Wednesday Night Wars as well as my conversation with Lacey Evans from the WWE. Series 6 M Fight Nation, Channel 156. Hello, I'm Mark Henry, childhood with you. Hit us up on Twitter at TheMarkHenry at TweetJHood at Series 6 M Busted Open. Phone lines over for you for the nation, 877-344-4893. So glad that you're with us here for Busted Open as we talk to you about SmackDown from Philadelphia. Give me your thoughts as uh, Mark and I were talking about it. I think we have unlocked the mystery of what's really going on, Mark. We're, we, I think we have got the pulse of what's going on here. The Fiend against Daniel Bryan going to be a terrific match, but it's the psychology that you and I have been able to discuss here. Yeah, and, and that's, that's always something that the fans can get a lot of. And, you know, I, we got fans that are on the line that want to come in and chime in and, and give their opinions, and I'm looking forward to that. But the psychology piece and establishing who is the heel and who is the babyface is really important in wrestling. And if you, without that, uh, there is no foundation. And uh, regardless of, of talent, this business has always been based on the system. And that system is good versus evil. And ultimately, that's what we need to get to. Yeah, and that's when wrestling works the best, when you got heel versus baby face, and you can choose. Not the gray area, no. You want everybody to be able to be on one side or the other. That's how you tell a story as we uh, take your phone calls here on Busted Open. We'll say hello to Jack in Chicago leads us off here on Busted Open. What's up, Jack? Hey, guys. Uh, really love the call. Literally love the show. First time caller. Uh, well, Thank I have you. an opinion, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So I think Bray Wyatt's been working as a heel this entire time. And the reason that we haven't seen the fans uh, accept him as a heel is because this is one of the most original characters we've seen in the main roster in a long time. And I think that's one of the reasons he's getting over. What do you think about that? And do you think there's a way with his current character that the fans will ever be able to have him as an established heel? Well, I mean, if in my opinion, yes. I mean, you go back as far as uh, 91, and you go and you look at The Undertaker. Like, there was a point where The Undertaker was feared and and everyone was afraid of The Undertaker. And um, Papa Shango, uh, even that time, you, you, you were afraid. Like, I mean, you were very fearful. But later on, with all the wars that he fought and all of the... It built up sympathy, and people started to embrace the character. 
of The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of like where The Fiend is. Like, it's more of a reversal of sorts because it's different today. The exposure is different. And going from one character to the next is uh, the music. And, I mean, it's just there's a lot of factors that made it flip. I think that this character is going to start off like it has with everybody loving him. But after working with Daniel Bryan, we will know that this is a bad human being. He's going to have to do bad things. And he's going to have to do derogatory things to, uh, as it relates to where the fans sit. So you, you might respect them, but you'll be fearful of him. Jack, we appreciate the phone call. Now Thanks, you leave Line open for you now, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. That's our telephone number here on Busted Open as we say hello to Mike DeCabby as we stay in Chicago with us here on uh, Sirius XM Fight Nation. What's up, Mike? Yo, what's going on, boys? What's up, Mr. Mark Henry? And, man, now you got two Hall of Famers in there now. Jay Hogan might <laughs> be a Hall of Famer in the WWE, but he is the Hall of Famer right here in the Windy City Radio Airwaves, man, because, man, I'm so happy you're over there, Jay. This, you're going to bring something special to the show, and I can't wait to listen to you every week, man. Cause, thank uh, thank you, Mike. You forever. And I'm, I'm, I'm just... I've cabs before and stuff, and uh, I'm really happy that you're on the show, man. He already fired Ryan. McKinnell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mike McCabe, you can't fire Ryan McKinnell. It's Ryan McKinnell's I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I'm just happy that I'm just, I'm just happy Hoodside. Can I be happy that Hoodside, man? I don't have nothing bad to say about that. Go, go on and have your joy, man. What? I'm just happy to see my guy Hood on there. You, know? <laughs> you said every week. Let's see. Oil. I thought he was every week. I don't know. I just told you he was on the show and I was like,